What's up, you sexy mother effers? Today on the Recycle Corn Podcast, special guest Elizabeth Rose Hodge joins me in studio. Well, actually, she just decided to come by, and me being the type of person that I am, decided to put a mic in front of her face, and me and my wife decided to interrogate slash interview her, but for our sake, we're going to go ahead and say interrogate on her life and her musical journey and just whatever information I can get out of her for blackmail later on. So join me in listening to this episode, a very special episode with my BFF, Elizabeth Rose. Sorry. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm rolling. <laughs> that was a loser and you know it. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the Recycled Corn Podcast. I am here with the gorgeous Sandra uh, DeLeon, a.k.a. Wifey Sauce, and uh, my bestest friend, Elizabeth Rose. Oh. She is the... Rose. <laughs> she is the... Um, how do you want to say... How do you, how do you want... Introduce yourself. Well, Tell everybody your who job. you are. <laughs> she is a trained singer... She, her voice is angelic. Phenomenal. Thank you. She makes me moist. Oh, I was going to say that. In all the right right ways. It gives me two very different reactions. (laughs) (laughs) I hope mine's a little bit more positive. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, y'all missed it earlier. We were just harmonizing because today is... May. May. May 1st. May 1st. So, of course, you know, we have to sing, It's Gonna Be May. May. <laughs> but Only get to do it once a year. Uh, so. Well, and, and on my birthday. <laughs> which, of course, is in... The 20th May. of May. On um, 20th of May. <laughs> Uh-oh. But I have some questions that I want to ask you. And... Okay. Okay. I have a million questions I want to ask you, but we're going to try to start with some softballs until we get warmed up, and then we're going to... I have one question, though. What's up? You introduced me as Elizabeth Rose. Why so formal? Because I love that name. Okay, thanks. It is so beautiful. I don't want to miss a single syllable. Oh, that's awesome. I only get called Elizabeth Rose when I'm in big trouble. (laughs) My mother's like, Elizabeth Rose. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. You didn't? No. Yeah. And she loves the smell of roses, yeah, so that explains. I don't smell like Elizabeth. a rose. I'm sorry. That's my middle name. Oh yeah. Elizabeth. Nice. Mm-hmm. And I Mine's love Bert. roses. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That'd be weird, Ben Burt. Ben Burt. Oh, hey, baby. <laughs> no. At least it's not Godzilla. Oh. I, <laughs> I, uh, okay, sorry. Go we, ahead. We watched uh, Kong versus Godzilla the other day, oh, so did. I came up with this character called Godzilla. It's G-A-W-D-Z-I-L-L-E-R. It's like, God damn it, don't you know who the hell I am? I'm goddamn Godzilla. Godzilla's redneck you see cousin. Me, you see me coming down the street in my goddamn Ford Ranger. You better put some respect on my name, you understand? Oh, my. Okay, so we're watching this show on HBO Max, right? And and I see this cow versus Godzilla, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody knows Godzilla's the best. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you say. Mm-hmm. God, Godzilla's the best. He, he beat that overgrown monkey every day. <laughs> and and I'm thinking that's that's all Kong is. It's just overgrown monkey. See, and and you know what Godzilla does? Overgrown's an understatement. With, 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 with monkeys, 
Okay, he spanks the monkeys. Okay, sometimes up to three times a day. He spanks his monkey. You must be so proud, Sandra. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least she's honest. I gotta live with this man. <laughs> okay, so I have some questions I need to ask you real okay. quick. Okay, first job, first pet, your mom's maiden name, the street you grew up on. What's your social and what color would you like our new truck to be? <laughs> well, my social is 435. Don't. I'm joking. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'm going to ask this just because I want people to know. Do you remember how we met? I think we met when you and Adrian lived in that apartment together. Right. And, um, you know, I just came and we started hanging out, and then you and I became really good friends. Yeah. I, I know it was... Um, Friendship at first sight. I know. So it what was. exactly do you love about me? Give six examples. We're waiting. <laughs> silence. Oh, silence is not good on that a podcast. That was nice. I know. That was a purposeful silence. Yeah, right. For a dramatic effect. Okay. Um, no. Um, I really, really love your sense of humor. Um, and you can be... You know, you can be pretty straightforward when it's called for, you know. Um, but you know, you're just a really a really good friend, for sure. Thank you. Here's the twenty bucks I promise. <laughs> good. I thought we said fifty. <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll negotiate off air again. We're working on that. Okay, so what's the oldest item in your closet and why have you kept it for so long? Ooh. Is it that body? I thought you, I thought you got rid of it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> probably the oldest item I have in my closet is, um, it's an old, uh, jewelry box type thing that was my granny's, and, uh, it's one of the things that when they sold the house after my aunt and uncle had passed, um, you know, I, I mean, I got, like, some dishes from my granny's house, there was a set of glasses that I really wanted, but specific to my closet, um, it's an old jewelry oh, box that's, awesome. that's there. Yeah. Yeah, That's all I got after my, my grandfather died, because uh, my grandmother died years before, mm -hmm. what what I got after when my grandfather died was, I think, like, 60 bucks, because when mm -hmm. they sold his house and that was it, I wasn't allowed yeah. to go take nothing, so yeah. I was really upset about that, but, you yeah. know, that's just how we, things are We got lucky, I mean, my granny passed, like, 10-ish years ago, and then my papa was still around, and my aunt and uncle moved in with him, and then he passed, and then they both, you know, eventually right. passed, and um, my dad and uh, my uncle and my other aunt, like, they, the the house was willed to all of them, like, right. together, so they, they sold it. Yeah, they had to do something with Yeah, um, so it was nice, we were able to go in there and, you well, know. Well, what if, what if they meant for them to fight to the death, and the last person standing gets it? That, did y'all ever consider that? No, I don't think they did. No? No. I mean, I'm not saying that's what happened. It's just a possibility. I know. Y'all might have wanted to consider that, you know. But, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> okay. Who has it now? Huh? Who has it now? Someone bought it. Okay. So you cool. want to go fight them? I mean, we could I probably see, I drive that. by there sometimes, not in like a super creeper way, <laughs> like when I'm doing my deliveries um, and I'm on that side of town, yeah. like, because I basically grew up there. I was there a lot. Um, just, you know, my grandma would call me like, can you bring Elizabeth over, you know? <laughs> um, so I spent a lot of time with her. Uh, so I drive by that house quite a bit and they, 
I mean, it's over like behind the HEB on Leopard, right? You know, and uh, the, the people those that are the bought old it, neighborhoods. Yeah, wow. it's on uh, Azalea. Wow. And uh, uh, they, whoever bought it, like they fixed it up real good. It's like the nicest house on the really? block. Now. So when I drive by my grandfather's old house, I just I look at those people there, and I just so much hate in my heart. Oh. Because. You know what I mean? They're living in my grandfather's house. He yeah. built that house with his own hands. You know what I mean? So it's not like he went mm -hmm. and bought a house. Mm -hmm. Like when they built that mm -hmm. house, it was the only house in the area. Yeah. And and on top of that, there's two houses on that property. Mm -hmm. So there was actually a house mm -hmm. behind the other one. So they got two houses for the price yeah. of one. I'd, so. I'd just like to go inside, you know, and see what it looks like now. But I'm not same way about my, uh, my uh, maternal grandparents' house. Um, it's on Williams and Blanchmore, yeah. and there's like a lot right there, and then a house, and our house actually used to be there. We live right next door to my mom's Oh, nice. Parents. And, uh, but it would be nice. I, I never get up the balls to do it, but sometimes I just want to be like, no, no, I used to live here. <laughs> right. Like, can I just look around? <laughs> <laughs> right, they go, and they, they're, they're like, where is this girl? They find you. <laughs> In the attic. <laughs> right, sucking your thumb right. and rocking back and forth. <laughs> okay, yeah. so... Of course, one of the hot topics right now, obviously, is is COVID. Mm -hmm. um, being in quarantine, mm -hmm. did you find out anything new about yourself, like during this? Well, you know, I never really like fully quarantined because I was working. I was one of the apparently essentials. I was essential. Oh, <laughs> but um, I mean, well, I, some, I was doing deliveries and it stuff was... like that. And, um, so I was out like delivering, but I mean, I, I live by myself. So, you know, being at home. Yes, gentlemen, she is. <laughs> but, um, Ready to mingle. <laughs> let's not go there. <laughs> um, but no, I, um, I just, it didn't, not a whole lot really changed for me except that, you know, we couldn't, cause you know, like we used to. Pre-COVID, we used to be out and about and, right. like, go do karaoke and go see bands and all that kind of stuff. And, we, you know, um, that was really the biggest change was just the social aspect right. of it. Um, and I guess I learned that at the end of the day, like, I think, I think this last year with COVID just really taught us a lot about people and the importance that they have to us not just like right. people that we're close to but just as a as a whole you know like like is this person worth risking my life for <laughs> no i mean like I, they invite me over like okay they have you know this is of course before the vaccines like, okay mm -hmm. so they haven't been vaccinated i don't know if they've you know been exposed mm -hmm. am i gonna risk you know yeah. my life for this person yeah most of the time i found the answer was nope yeah well, and I mean, I we, we've discussed this before. I mean, I, I have an autoimmune disease, so I was really concerned. Right. Um, and you first. have to be cautious. Uh, yeah. But then, too, my parents, like, I didn't... I still visited my parents every now and then, but they weren't really going anywhere, and I wasn't really in contact with anyone right? Um, other than work, but we always masked up at work. And your parents are so sweet. They're they like the coolest. Yeah. Shout out, yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Hodge. Love you, Mom and Dad. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, speaking of which, uh, what was your experience like growing up in your family? Um, well, I, I was adopted by my parents at birth, 
They were at the hospital. My mom was in the room when I was born. I mean, typically your mom is in the room when you're born, right? <laughs> um, but no... Uh, the other mom. Yeah, my, my mom was in the room as my biological mother was giving birth to me. And, um, you know, my parents were married for 10 years before I came along. Yeah. And they had tried to adopt other children. And, you know, the bio mom, like, kind of changed their minds. I think, like, five other... Oh, wow. You know, women that they had said, you know, yeah, we'll let you adopt our kid. And it was just really heartbreaking for my parents. And uh, they had kind of given up. And I like telling this story because it's really interesting, I think. Um, they had kind of given up and they were just like, you know, okay, maybe we're not meant to be parents. And because, um, you know, they, they couldn't have children right. biologically. And uh, my, my grandma, my mom's mom, who I never actually got to meet, she passed away two months after I was born. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but my mom's mom, without them knowing, put an ad in the ad sack that, you know, you can just pick up for free at the 7-Eleven or what right. have you, you know. Um, and she put an ad in the ad sack that there was a couple that was wanting to adopt a baby and someone saw that, knew my bio mom and got them connected and my parents found her a place to stay, you know, paid for her medical bills and all of that. So, um, that's, that's, awesome. that's how I wound up in my family. So it was, you know, not a typical route, but, um, you know, being an only child, I mean, I have half siblings from my biological mother, but I never grew up with them. Right. So a lot of my experience growing up and being in my family was that, you know, it was just the three of us a lot of times. And right. there are great things about that. And there are bad things about that. You know, um, I was you know, when you're the only kid in the house, like, you feel alone a lot of the time. Right. But you also find ways to mitigate that loneliness. I think that, not that I'm insanely creative or anything, but, uh, you know, I, I have some good ideas every now and then, and I think that really stems from having to entertain myself right. all the time, you know? And, uh... This and, is pre-internet and... Yeah, oh yeah. And, and plus, I grew up out in Petronila, which we were surrounded by farmland and our nearest neighbor was like a mile down the road. Oh, nice. So I spent so many times, and now that I think about it, <laughs> it's probably not the best thing. Um, I spent so many hours and hours just playing in like the cotton fields and the cornfields, and I yeah. never thought like, oh yeah, they crop dust this shit <laughs> <laughs> with chemicals. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then later on you come out with autoimmune disease. Yeah, and right. Wonder how that happened. You know, I recently found out that I had that from like the age of five. My mom told me really? that it had like I had showed signs of it back then, but then it just kind of stayed dormant all the way up until high school. Well, shit, that's, mm. that's, but anywho. Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me, um, oh, you and your tuberculosis, shut up. and, uh, I, um, I would always, I, I had a favorite game that I would play, um, with myself. Strip solitaire. <laughs> anyway, I would strip for myself, like in the mirror, like strip solitaire. <laughs> that, that's, that's interesting. Um, but no, I would hide, like, in the cotton fields, and we lived, like, on a country road. You're playing hide-and-seek with yourself? Yeah, but it was cars that were driving by. Oh, I was just... Like, I would run in the field, and then I'd see a car coming, and then I'd duck down real fast, because they can't see me, because they're going to get me. And I would genuinely, like, freak myself out. Oh, yeah. Like, I would just, you know. <laughs> this, is, this is how the Unabomber, like, started. Well, I think we're okay there. <laughs> Okay, so growing up, did your family, like, support your dreams of, you know, like, you wanted to be 
in music and all that. I mean, were they very yeah. supportive of you of that? Um, my parents were, see, my parents are not musicians at all. No? Um, no. Neither of them can sing and neither of them can really hold a beat that well. <laughs> it's super cute watching them try, though. Um, but, uh, they were fans of music, you know, mm -hmm. and I, um, growing up, I listened to a lot of oldies with my dad, um, and mostly church music and country music like that. 90s country is my wheelhouse. Like that is my, I love it. I mean, I love a lot of other music, but I, I mean, get really good feelings I, from the 90s okay, country. Okay. I got to cause I've talked yeah. a lot of crap about yeah, country music. Okay. But the old time country music. music was the best. I'm talking like that George Strait, right. yeah. Garth Brooks, yeah, Reba, Ryan, that. Yes. yes. Right. Yeah. I remember the last country album, done. the yes. last country album that I bought, mm -hmm. that I actually paid money for, and this is, <laughs> mind you, this is a big deal for mm -hmm. me, especially out of all the shit that I've talked now, was uh, Kentucky Headhunters. Mm. And I just remember this, this one song, I just, I just remember thinking, I'm going to learn how to play this on guitar. And... I don't even remember the song. I just remember the beat. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, so. That's cool. I, so there ne is country never... that you like. Oh, there's a little yeah, country there... in there. Mm -hmm. I send him songs sometimes, and I'm just like, just listen to this one. It's good. And, and, I, just, listen, like, no, and I listen to it. Yeah. I'm like, it's a, it's a decent song. It was a cute song. That song was cute as fuck, and you know it. Yeah, it's it's I'm adorable. not saying there's nothing wrong with it. It's just not my Whatever. You thing, just don't get excited about it. So to dial that back and answer your question, I mean, they were really supportive uh, you know, I would ask them just like, well, you know, what if I became a singer like on the radio? And they were like, well, that would be fine, but we would just really like you to sing for Jesus. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, not that there's anything wrong with that, but well, you can be like I Amy just, Grant, you know, yeah, like yeah. Out albums and um, and then I mean, throughout high school, you know, I was an all stater in high school and all of that, and they were super supportive of that. Um, being able to compete. Singing was honestly probably the only reason I graduated high school really? <laughs> because I hated it. I was just like, I don't want to do this fucking homework. I don't want to do this shit. And uh, my my high school choir teacher, who I became really good friends with, you know, after mm -hmm. school. Well, she was my teacher from fifth grade all the way through high school. So oh, we were wow. together for a long time. And uh, I had failed my sophomore year sure. and I couldn't go to competition. And she called me that night and she was just like, Lizzie. I'm, everybody called me Lizzie back then. Um, and she was just like, Lizzie, I'm so damn mad at you. And I was like, a teacher is cursing at me, you know. And she said, you could have beaten everyone, and I'm so mad at you. See? And, and uh, you're all blushing and everything when I was telling everybody how good of a singer yeah. you are. Well, and I don't know. Like, I have a tendency to not believe I can do things until somebody tells me I can. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's like a self-confidence thing or, you know, it's but... Um, so that really motivated me because somebody else thought I was good enough to, you know, do right. well. I was just like, okay, like, I'm going to do what I have to do. That's cool. So. Because like, I like playing guitar. I love playing guitar. Yeah. Right. But I'm incredibly ADD when it comes to, so it's like, I failed every guitar class that I had. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, cause in high school I wanted to play heavy metal. Mm -hmm. I mean, cause that's. That's when, you know, bands like Metallica mm -hmm. and Def Leppard and, you know, Megadeth and all that were big, Slayer yeah. and everything. So mm -hmm. I was really into the heavy metal scene. Heavy metal yeah. scene. So they're trying to teach me classical guitar. That's and tough. I'm not smart enough, you know, in my 
teenage years to think, okay, well, a lot of these licks that these guitars are playing are all mm -hmm. classical yeah. um, scales and everything, and yeah. I'm just not, yeah, you know, putting and that together. That 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 well, because again, to dovetail on that question about you know my parents with my music, I initially started going to college to be a music teacher to teach voice. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was in there with a lot of other musicians of different, you know, instruments and including classical guitar and classical, I mean, really any music period, whether it's instrumental or vocal is very, if, if you want to be good at it, you have to get the fundamentals down. Let's see, you know I, what I mean? I know, that's what I wish I had taken yeah. choir back in the day. Well, it's not too late. I want to be able to sing. You can take voice lessons now. Well, I don't have money for it. That That's why I'm doing this podcast. So, so I can make all it. of the proceeds of this podcast will go to voice lessons for Ben. Yeah. You said after, it, it's live. After that first million. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, and so yeah, they were always really supportive of that. They they wanted me to, you know, just be happy and, and you know. Weirdos. I know, right? How dare they? <laughs> um, so yeah, they've, they've always been super supportive of That's anything awesome. that I said I wanted to do or tried to do and failed, they were still supportive and, you know, they just, I think the most important thing for them is that I'm happy with my life. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that's all, as a parent, that's all you can hope for. Yes. You know. Yeah. I, my mom was, you know, my mom, my parents and all that were very supportive, <clears throat> supportive of me, mm -hmm. but I found that, you know, like, like my, all my guidance counselors said, I was talented, but I was lazy. You yeah. Know, I just didn't want to put forth the effort to mm -hmm. try to, because back in the day, you know, if you put effort into something, you were a nerd. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just, I cared too much about what people thought back then. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. you know, I didn't want to, if I wasn't naturally good at something, I just didn't want to do it. Right. So. But I remember my mom used to have this saying, and it's really, when I hear people say it now, it makes me smile. Mm -hmm. But the saying was, Ben, get your goddamn finger out of there. <laughs> so, <laughs> did, did your family have any That's cool old point. sayings like that? <laughs> um, not that I can think of. No. No. Not to that extent. So, just mine? Yeah, I think there was something very unique going on there. <laughs> I don't know. My mom was cool as shit. She was, your mom she, was cool. She's, she's very, nice. very much like Sandra in that she does not take any bullshit. Yeah. But she has a, an awesome sense of humor, so... Yeah. I, I, my mom's one of a kind, and I don't say that just because she's my mom. Yeah. Everybody says so. Yeah. yeah. And um. Love you, mom. Oh. <laughs> shout mama. shout out to Mama D. Mama D. <laughs> mama D. She's, yeah, she's it. Okay. And Dad. Let's <laughs> not forget Dad. <laughs> my dad loves her. Really? Like, he loves me. Nice. Like well, he, who wouldn't? I mean, look at her. You know, yeah, when, when we show up for, like, holidays and stuff, mm -hmm. he'll be like, oh, yeah, great to see you. Push me aside and go, here's my girl. <laughs> my daughter. <laughs> Which I don't blame. I mean. Lifting up on me. <laughs> oh, cute. Oh, my God. Okay. Like, She's hot. What can I say? I feel weird about it, girl. At least I know. smelling good. And at least he like can be that. proud of me saying he knows that I got right. good taste. Yeah, there you go. I love so. that. He's, he's cool, though. Yeah. He is cool, though. <laughs> Okay, so what is one trait that you dislike in other people? Like, for me, it's lying. You know I mean? Yeah, like, that's like, kind of what I was thinking. Like, And I guess this kind of falls under the umbrella of lying. Like, just 
operating under false pretenses, like making yourself out, like purposefully making yourself out to be something that you're not. Right. You know, I have an issue with that. But that, I mean, that's essentially lying. So. Yeah. Yeah, I really have an issue with that. Because see, for me, it's like I'm, I'm really very understanding and I understand, you know, life happens mm-hmm. and all this stuff, but... Okay, let's say I, I tell you, hey, Liz, I want to go watch this movie. And you're like, yeah, that sounds cool. But then when I text you about it, you're kind of dodging it and all this. Like, if you don't want to go to the movie, just say, you know what, I'd rather not. You know, that's not something I'm interested in. Like, to, yeah. I do that to Sandra all the time. Yeah. You know, she loves watching movies, but I'm like, you know what, that's not really something that interests me. You go ahead and you can right. watch it by yourself. So I'm not wasting her time, yeah. not wasting my time. So yeah. just I just want to be honest. Yeah. What about you, babe? What's something you dislike in people? Stupid people. <laughs> Stupidity. You know this one. Yeah, you married me. No, this one. <laughs> Give us an Girl. example. No, what I mean is not having, um, what's the word? Um, Jesus, what is the word that I'm thinking about right like now? Like common sense? Common sense. Yeah. Yes, common sense. See, she that already knew. <laughs> is my pet peeve of all that. Just the simplest thing, you know? It's like, use your brain a little bit. Come mm-hmm. on. That's what it's there for. Mm-hmm. I'm a problem oh. solver. You want to talk about common sense? You should hear what happened <laughs> oh. to me today. I went to the taco stand. Because um, the Taqueria Almeida, I think mm-hmm. is what it is. But everybody out in the bluff just calls it taco stand. And uh, I, I always order. And it's the weirdest thing, but it's so yummy. I get... Put a, a taco with potatoes in it because they have those like really nice like soft boiled potatoes, mm-hmm. and then I just get the the carne guisada gravy put on oh, it, okay. and it is yummy. It is so good. Potatoes gravy. And I went through, and they asked me like three times what I wanted. They put it on the bag, and when I got home, guess what was in the freaking bag? What? Tortillas with carne asada gravy on them. <laughs> and I'm just like, who? Where's the common sense here? Like, yeah. That's ah! what I'm talking about. I mean, I that, eat them. I'm not going to lie. They're still good. There's too much guisada and not enough carne. Yeah. Right. No, but, no, I feel you on but that. But yeah, just not having common sense. Yeah, like I said, I, I ordered a... Uh, one time I went to McDonald's and I ordered the fish fillet, mm-hmm. um, and I and I told them I wanted the, the the cheese on the side, you know, because the fish fillet comes with the cheese. So when I open up, when I open up the box, mm-hmm. the cheese is on the side of the actual freaking sandwich. <laughs> wow! And people think I'm exaggerating when I say that. No, like this actually happened. Like, Maybe they just didn't know where else to put it. Like, like I saw one. I saw one similar to that. Uh, Taco Bell. Somebody posted it. That they told them they wanted the the uh, what call it Supreme um, Taco. Mm-hmm. whatever, Taco Supreme? And they wanted the the sour cream on the side. But when they opened up the taco, the sour cream was on the side of the actual. <laughs> well, you didn't even put it in a cup. No, right? it was on the actual on side the of side. the taco. Nice. Left side or right side, sir? <laughs> Preference as to which side you would like your sour cream on. Or was it that that uh, that one guy? He um, was checking out at H E B, and he was buying chicken legs, right? Mm-hmm. So he asked the lady, "Do you know if these are the front legs or the back legs of the chicken?" <laughs> so she goes, "Hold on, let me go find out." Oh, no. So <laughs> she came back after about five minutes. 
looking pissed. That's something you would do. Are you sure that wasn't you? I wish it was. I would be telling that story all the time. I'll tell you what, though. This is one thing I did. And whoever it is, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Are you? I was a teenager. I I knew what I was doing, but I, I didn't know better. Okay, I did know okay. better, yeah, but I did. just so, chose yes, to. Yeah. Anyway. I don't think he's really sorry. Okay, no, the, the story fine. is my mom. Paid, I'm sorry for you. We're getting ready to go do laundry. My mom gives me $20. She says, go into HEB and get change. From that change, get $10 in quarters, you know, roll of quarters. Mm-hmm. So I go in there. It's really busy at the customer service desk, right? So by the time I get up there, the lady working there is very. Um, frustrated she's mm-hmm. very you know kind of mm-hmm. like just on edge you can tell so I go up there and she goes what can I get for you I'm like I need change and she what, what do you want I was like give me two tens and three fives so she goes boom 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 and she goes here and I I take the money and I leave <laughs> so I go back and my mom's you know driving around and she comes back and I get in the van whatever she goes did you get the quarters I was like no um, and she goes I was, I was like, I got the, I got the change though, and she goes, well, why didn't you get the quarters? So I told her what happened. I was like, Mom, the the, the lady gave me thirty five dollars. She's like, What do you mean she gave me thirty five? Plus, I, I told them, nice I, I told her what happened, and and I was like, Should we go back? And she goes, No. No, no. <laughs> you can't be mad at that. You can't be mad at that. Had a bad day. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, maybe she got fired. I don't know. I was like, But shit, man, it wasn't my fault. Like your job yeah. sucks. Like. That's but I mean, she's happens. like, "What do you, what do you want?" That's what That's I wanted. Weird. I wanted more wanted money change. than, yeah. yeah so, That's that was, and like I said, I'm sorry. I didn't know if if it had happened now, I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know. So we were a teenager. Teenagers are notorious for bad judgment. It's funny. Okay, so when was the first big time that you remember stepping out of your comfort zone? Like for me, it was doing Damon's roast. Yeah. That was like my first big, yeah. And you know how big of a deal that was for me, so. I, you know, that's a hard one to answer. I can't. The Fiesta de la Flor. That was definitely out of my comfort zone. Like, I mean, I performed and I performed in front of people, but, but not on you? that level. And it was okay, I. But for, see, here's for the thing. For people who don't know. No, let me let me go. <laughs> I thought because you know. Um, my my boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend now, but my boyfriend at the time, we were together and Claire had just been like, hey, like, you know, maybe I'll have you do some backup vocals for me if you sit on the floor. And I was so down with that. And I'm thinking like, okay, I'm going to be in the back. I'll be behind people. Mm-hmm. So I, like heard and not seen. And I was totally down for that. Like perfect. No. Those motherfuckers <laughs> put me like it was. I was on the right hand corner, mm-hmm. and Saul was over here, and she was in the middle. And I'm like, there's so many people, <laughs> and they're looking right up at you. And I was just like, no, put me. And in as the soon back. as the music started, she goes, superstar. <laughs> right. <laughs> put my hands in my armpits. <laughs> I smell them. <laughs> anyway, so that was definitely out of the comfort zone because it wasn't what I expected. But at that point, like, you have no other choice other than to just do it. How did it you make know? you feel, though? It was fun. Like, it was just a lot of fun, Was, was too. it a rush? Yeah. I think mostly just because I 
am not a professional musician, and a lot of them are, you know what I mean? Like, they are hardcore musicians. Right. And, of course, Clarissa is phenomenal. Um, and they, they really all are phenomenal. And it was, right. I was just like, I am so out of place right here, <laughs> right now, in this moment. I do not belong here. Why am I here? It's like, I remember the first time doing karaoke, <laughs> and uh, uh, Clarissa asked me to go up and sing with her. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay. Like, but I, I was not prepared for that at all. This, I had just barely got enough courage to get up on stage yeah. to go sing and all that. I'm getting flushed now. Like, just even <laughs> talking about it. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I was thinking about how I felt, and I'm just, is, I'm starting to sweat. Is, like, that what, is that what that smell is? Yes. <laughs> no, but yeah. But, but did that want you, did that make you want to do more daring stuff? I mean, I guess I would be open to it, because, you know, if you do it once, and you had a good time, and you didn't die, like, you well, know because then I mean? you started getting up for, like, the Oddfellas and all that, and yeah, them. Yeah, and I mean, I had, a, I had a friend that we talked about, like, forming a cover band, you know, and I would be okay with doing that kind of thing, and, you know, just on a small scale. Like, I wouldn't want to try to go anywhere with it, like, I'm not looking not, to, though? I don't know. You could be the next Rachel Potter. I don't know. Like, I guess just <laughs> having a career in music like that is so fickle, and it's so, so hard. And you have to really... <laughs> you have to really, really, like... So many professional musicians these days, especially if you're good at what you do and you make it, you have to be so, so dedicated to the exclusion of so many other things. Right. And I just don't feel like that's well. I mean, for me. you do, but at the same time, you don't because <clears throat> look at some of these, you know, quote unquote musicians out there that have somebody else write their songs and yeah, all they go out is well. I'm talking like family and and you know having a life and being. I, I really enjoy my family and my friends, you know, yeah. and. But anywho, like, I would be totally down just to, you know, have a little cover band and sing on the weekends or whatever. Just, just for being creative, for creativity's sake. Like, it's a, it's a fun feeling. So, are you one of those creators that feels you need to be active doing something or else you'll go crazy? You know, I don't know. I get it. I get inspired by certain things, and then I will. I I I have ADHD, and so I get like hyper focused mm -hmm. on certain things, and I will do that specific thing until I am just like, fucking, what is it? Burnt out on it, and then I kind of lose interest. You That's know? kind of the way I am when I'm annoying her. <laughs> I just pick one thing and just keep doing it over and yeah. over again. Yeah, happens a lot every day. So, um, I mean, but singing is something that's always been, like, I'm down for that, you know? I, like I said, I just wish I was a good singer, you know what I mean? Like I, you have a nice I, voice. I, I want to be one of those people that would, you know, go up at karaoke nights and freaking people like, he's getting ready to sing, everybody shut up. Like, mm -hmm. I, I want that. <laughs> well, we can take those voice lessons when this podcast is... <laughs> when right. I get that first million. It will happen. All right, well, what's one subject that you're very, like, you like, because everybody has that one subject they're so passionate about mm -hmm. that they could interrupt a stranger's conversation when they hear them talking about it and they're saying something wrong. What is your subject? Like, for me, it would be, like, swords, you know, yeah. or something like that, where I'd be like, 
no, y'all are stupid. There's no such thing as carbonated steel. Mm-hmm. You know, so... <laughs> so. I don't know that I have one topic. I have so much useless knowledge in my brain. <laughs> like, just dumb shit. Like... There's no reason that I should know this, but I heard it somewhere and it stuck with me. Like, there is a vault in here, and and it happens. Like, I'll be out in public or go somewhere and I'll hear something, and I'm just like, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but did you know? And I'm like, they probably think I'm the biggest asshole ever. (laughs) But I can't help it. Well, because you always end it with, you're welcome, and then just turn and walk away. Yeah, right? Like, just drop the truth bomb on you. No, but um, so there's, there's nothing specific. Um, just a lot of really random shit, you know? A bunch of Harry Potter trivia. Oh, heck yeah. Like, without a doubt. (laughs) No. No, without a doubt. Mine would be serial killers. (laughs) Oh, that too. Yeah. I don't think Mm -hmm, about serial mm -hmm, killers. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, that's, see, that's the thing, though. If you look at uh, Snape, um, (laughs) if I start getting into Harry Potter conspiracy theories. Okay, so. So, wait, quick. We're talking, we talked about Harry Potter and then we talked about murderers. Right. Would Voldemort be considered a serial killer or a mass murderer? Oh, kind of both, actually, if you think about it. Because he did kill a bunch of people, you know, within a short span of each other. So that would be mass murder. Mass murder. But then he also would pick certain people and stalk them Mm -hmm. and whatever and do that. So he's kind of... He's kind of both. Yeah. He's so talented. Multi-talented <laughs> murderer. I think, I think though, awesome. the... Uh, um, the, the but he's got such a... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you again, but he's got such a, like... Um, the... the um, What's the word? Like, when they're just... I I lost it. What was it? The, the, the mind for it? Or yeah, but it, there's a certain descriptive word. Law? There's a certain descriptive <laughs> word about... Like serial killers, psychopath, and mass murderers that it left me. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> See, it's never been that that much of a uh, um, interesting topic for me to think about. You know, serial killers because I remember reading. Like I started getting into it, and then I read They're about this. They're intense. <laughs> They're smart. They really I, are. And if they want to get caught, mm. it's they'll give themselves up. That's yeah. when they're ready. Yeah. No, but as I was going to say, I remember reading about this one guy, serial killer, and they found, like, they did an x-ray of his junk and found, like, all these needles that he had mm-hmm. put inside of his scrote, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay, I don't need to read anymore. <laughs> You're like, I'm this. out. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's the end for me, you know. Yeah. But, okay, mind. so you're you're a trained singer. When you go to a show, like a, a concert, whatever, are you... Can you separate the singer from the fan and just be a fan there? Or are you, like, constantly evaluating, like, okay, well, they're doing this and they're this level's this or whatever? You know, it's you, hard. you get what I'm saying, right? It's hard. Um, and, I mean, I by no means am the best performer, you know. Um, but having studied classical music um, and then just being in the music being a musician for so long, because, I mean, in I was a church musician, you know, we we would go out and sing all different, um, our whole band, you know, we would go to different events for the church, and they would ask us to come sing here and come sing there, so we did a lot of it, you know, and um, it is hard to 
not be critical because I'm so hypercritical of myself. Right. And when I hear, like, if I hear something, like, on a playback, I'm just like, nope, that's not right. That you're flat there. That's pitchy. You didn't have the right vowel shape in your mouth for that phrase, so it sounds weird. Like, I definitely apply that to myself. But it is very hard, unless it's somebody that I'm just like, they're phenomenal, and I'm just like, <laughs> I, I'm so hyped to actually see them. Um, it's, it's tough to not be critical and I don't know how to turn it off yeah and and that's one of the things that I've noticed talking to musicians is it's very hard for them to enjoy a show unless like you said it's the same thing like they're just in awe of the person that they evaluate everything like especially if they're a guitar player Mm -hmm. they're okay that guy is playing you know the Gibson whatever model and he's using this pedal and doing doing this and that to the to like okay I know he's using this brand cable you know, it's braided or not braided, insulated or not, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, these people analyze so much. I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, just calm the fuck down and, and be a fan. Just well, enjoy the music for what okay, it is. Okay, like, a mm-hmm. good example is the ones down in the valley. And I remember the first time we saw them play, We I think we were there together. Ratchet Dolls? Yeah. Oh, I wasn't going to name drop, but <laughs> anyway. Um, like, we saw them play together, I think, at House of Rock. Right. Those, and I was those... just like... Phenomenal. They are amazing. And it's really all Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. You know, he, I mean, not that he doesn't have a talented group of musicians, but like he is just so good. He's a great singer. He's a great guitarist. He's a great songwriter. He's a great front man. Just, he, yeah. He, I mean, I, I've never stuff. seen somebody so young. He's so young. Just nail every freaking song. Mm-hmm. He was, babe, he was singing uh, uh, Kickstart My Heart. Yes, it was so and good. It was so much better than the last time I heard Vince Neil sing it. <laughs> oh, that was famous person it, you know he's he's a super nice dude and I when I lived in San Antonio uh, Shelly was up there and Shelly and I went to see them play shout out to Shelly uh, shout out to Shelly <laughs> I love you um, but you know uh, we went and saw them play and it was almost a complete different setup of guys from when we had originally seen them play except for Kevin right. and it was still like just so fucking good I could I I was it See, that's the thing. I was in that moment because I admired, like, I mean, because I've listened to the album. I have the album, and it's such a great album, and I didn't realize that he, that that was from back when they were, like, super duper young. Right. Like, super duper young. Um, I think, like, maybe even teenagers or, like, very early 20s, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's still such a really great album. So yeah. I just, whenever I see them play... I'm too excited to be critical, right. you know, because they're so good. So, yeah. And he's so dreamy. He is a little cute guy, for sure, for sure. I think anybody would have a hard time looking at him and not thinking he's a little cutie. Well, what did you say last time? You wanted to make his face look like a glazed You donut. need to stop <laughs> Unbecoming. Unbecoming of a podcast. <laughs> so, do you, um, who's your favorite band right now? You know, <clears throat> that is really, really a hard question to answer. Um, I am excited to see or hear the new uh, Silk Sonic album oh, when it drops. Yes. 
because oh, just yeah. the um just that one single oh Damn. i'm gonna leave that door open just i every time i hear that song it just it's fantastic yeah, anderson pack bruno mars like i just from that one song right. i'm just like that album is because bruno mars is phenomenal anyway he has right. a great band behind him um, I think they're what what the the the, the doo-wop hooligans or something like that is what they're called. Yeah, I think. <laughs> Maybe it's just the hooligans. I don't know. Something hooligans, something like. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited um, to for that album to drop mm -hmm. and uh, see what they come come up with, what right. they have done. Yeah. Yeah, I said Bruno Mars' whole other level is bringing back that old school R and B kind of so, sexy. Some very white baby. <laughs> I my voice is that music to, I can't do it. Uh, music to F2. Yeah, that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, um, yeah, I'm very, very excited to see what he and Anderson Pack have put together. And it's nice to see Anderson Pack doing that. Right. You know, um, just really showcasing his vocals and his uh, instrumental talent. Right. You know, it's really great. Um, so, would you consider music like a type of therapy? Oh, sure, absolutely. There, there's music therapy is a real thing. Oh, definitely. Um, but I mean, just that's very directed, and it's you know using different modalities and methodologies from a scientific level. Right. But I think just in general, um, yeah, music is therapeutic because it encom hu human emotions are so complex. And here comes a music teacher. Part. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, human, human emotions are so complex, like, the range of emotions that we can feel in just such a short amount of time, even, um, I think that there is music that speaks to every emotional state that exists, you know, right. because people have taken their emotions and what they're going through and what they're feeling emotionally and have directed that into their music. So, yeah, definitely. I think writing music is therapeutic. I think listening to music is therapeutic. I feel like performing is therapeutic for a lot of people. So, yeah, definitely. Um, and I, I find it <clears throat> fascinating how people can say, oh, yeah, like, this band really helped me through mm -hmm. a difficult situation. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one of the things that, that I... That I can honestly say, like, there are certain bands here, or not, yeah, actually here in town, that helped me through my divorce, mm -hmm. helped me through depression, yeah, helped definitely. me through, you know, like, very dark places, mm -hmm. um, you know, and then becoming friends with these people has been awesome, um, and I'm just so thankful for them allowing me to be part of their life, because, I mean, honestly, I'm nobody, you know what I mean, right. like, and I know no, people. Are, I know people are going to be like, "Oh, you're not nobody." When it comes to the amount of people that these people meet, I'm nobody. Mm -hmm. There's no reason for them to be so nice to me, but they are. They're very welcoming, and it's one of those situations where I don't know what I did to deserve this, but thank you. Yeah. And so I will always support them. I was just talking with you know, uh, with this uh, to Sandra is like. You know, when Seattle Rising first started, mm -hmm. you know, we'll go see them. Oh, I remember and, those days. And I and they'd be like, oh, no, no, we can put you on the list. Don't worry about getting a ticket. It's like, no, I'm going to pay because I want to support you. And not only that, I want to show the venue 
that people are willing to pay to see you. Uh -huh. So they're more, you know, willing to have you back, which means you get more money. And, mm -hmm. you know, so it's just a snowball effect. For sure. And it all goes down. Because if you're a real fan, if you're a real supporter, you're not going to ask for free shit. Mm -hmm. All, you know, and, and I, I went to go see uh, Shayna Sands, another She's local phenomenal. musician. And she, you know, she was selling her CDs. Uh, for $5. I mean, you know what? Here's $10. Yeah. You deserve it because this music is freaking amazing. Well, because you know they work so hard and they, they just do. put so much blood, sweat, and tears into it. Especially when you don't have a label behind right. you and throwing money at you and that kind of thing. Like, it's it's the struggle bus, man. Right. Like, it really and, is. And, and, you know, of course, you know, being friends with Rez, mm -hmm. uh, we saw, you know, what, two albums that they Can went we through. we talk about the second album? <laughs> It is, it, so is so it is so good. It's so good. Oh my gosh! Really good. I was I was really and really pleasantly. I remember I remember Pete, that. you know, telling me like, oh, Adrian wants to put saxophone in this, you know, this <laughs> Adrian wants to do this. He wants to violin. So, he wants yeah, to, yeah. He's, he's so mm -hmm. you know, this is so retarded. Whatever. But then when you hear the song, you're like, it fits. Yeah. <laughs> it works. <laughs> like they, everything. That I mean, it was it was different, of course, yeah. from transverse orientation. But it was so good. And you can tell just between how much time has gone by. Like, just, you know, time goes by in general and you change and you grow and you mature and things change. But their sound, I mean, they still sound like Rez, but their, um, that album just has this really, really mature sound and feeling and, and attitude about it, I guess. Like, right. it's, I, I really, really enjoy it. Um... You're welcome for the plug. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> you, guys. you guys owe me. Um, are you at a point in your life that you're feeling fulfilled? I don't think that that's possible. No? I think we can fool ourselves into thinking that that's possible. Um, at least for me. I'm not going to speak for anyone else. I can only speak for myself. Right. Um, well, I mean, I think it's possible to feel fulfilled, but still, like, you know what, I am I feel content, mm -hmm. but I'm still going to be working towards more, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, like it's possible to be happy with who you are, mm -hmm. but still working to improve yourself for the future, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, so... Yeah, definitely. So, but that's what I'm saying, like, I think that we are in a constant state of flux. I think that from the moment that we're born that the clock starts or you know from the moment we're conceived really the clock starts and we're always changing and in in minute minuscule ways like just even physically you right. know um and we don't and it and it happens so um under the radar that we don't even realize it until right. you know like oh wow you know so i don't think i think i think feelings of fulfillment are possible and i think that that for me at least, again, I don't want to speak for anyone, but I don't know that I have been or ever will be, like, fulfilled to the point, like, this is it, I have achieved the great goal of my life, because... Then you're done. Then yeah, then you know, because when, when you say fulfillment, that's what that speaks to me, is just right. like, I have reached the epitome, or the, the peak, of uh, yeah. the pinnacle of what I'm trying to do with my life, and I just, you know... I don't think that's possible for me. So what you're you know? saying is, you'll never be satisfied. Oh, don't even start. <laughs> <laughs> nice going, Angelica. He was right. No, don't, I can't. I can't because then we'll be here forever. 
All right, what's your drink of choice? Because you know I'm a bourbon and Coke guy, so... Um, recently in the last year, I really started drinking red wine. Yeah. Um, I love a good red, Cabernet. Red wine. That's good stuff. Um, I love a good Cabernet. I don't hit the liquor as much anymore. Oh, like, but I, I like whiskey. Three I know. drink Liz was... Shut up. Oh my God. Shut up. <laughs> anyway, um... Tequila very sparingly. Um, like my my birthday was just this past month, and uh, I think I had like two shots of tequila. That's I was it. like done. With the, you know, with the orange. They didn't have orange slices that night, and I was very upset. You know, it's it's so weird when I tell people about that because they're like, "Orange is why you're supposed to." Like, okay. That was Thank some, you, Clarissa Cerna. Right, that's something way. we learned from Clarissa. It unlocks the flavor so it much does, more. It really does. Than than a lime or a lemon. Mm -hmm. So yeah, um, these days, mostly red wine. Um, I've gotten into making micheladas at home. Yeah. And I I've, still never I've had one good. that I've liked. I'll make you one of mine, and you can see. I mean, maybe you just don't like micheladas. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't. There's something about you know. <clears throat> tomato. Yeah, just well, not the tomato. Not the. Well, yeah, I guess it's the beer mixed with that. Is, mm -hmm. I don't know. There's something. It, it just don't sit right with me. Yeah. Like Sandra had the same bottle of wine down there. She don't drink. Had the same bottle of wine down there for like four years. <laughs> yeah, I think you've been in the house for a year. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> All right. Is well, that that um that uh, apothic red? No. no oh, okay, okay. It just doesn't even. Yeah. Mm -hmm. she, she's such a hardcore drinker. I am. <laughs> Start going to AA meetings. <laughs> Tropical passion. Mango? Oh wow! See, yeah, I, I used to do white wine. Would you like a Pinot Grigio? But I don't know. I'm sure. I guess in my old age, I've settled on well, only with shrimp, Cabernet, and fish. Oh, um, okay. I asked Scuba this, mm -hmm. so I'm gonna ask you. Okay. Have you ever had a hard time speaking to somebody that you're attracted to? Oh yes, but not in the way that you think. No, I can talk. I can talk, I just like over-verbalize because I'm so nervous <laughs> and I'm so like, just, I, I, like it's all, no filter, no, I can't, it just, I can't stop talking. Okay, um, do you think it's okay for, like, do you think it's ever okay for the girl to ask the guy out? Yeah, I don't see why not. Yeah. I, know, I know some, you know, some women What's are very, you know, for for the, in spite of the feminist movement, <clears throat> mm -hmm. there are some women like, no, the guy needs to make the first, like, I let him know I'm interested, yeah. but he still needs to make the yeah. first move. Um, I mean, I'm okay with either or, like, mostly I wouldn't just because I'm afraid of rejection. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I don't want to be rejected, so I'm just not going to ask. But, um, uh... I mean, I think everybody likes the feeling of somebody no, you know, making it plain and clear that they're interested in you and they want to spend some time with you. And I think guys like to feel that as well. So, yeah, definitely. If I felt like good vibes and, you know, I I would I would at least try. <laughs> no, I know that's how Sandra and I met. She just went up to me and she grabbed me by you my, and me. She's like, now, <laughs> let's go. That's it. That's <laughs> it. You mean? Don't talk about. You're sister. my bitch. Sister. You're my bitch. Yes. Life. I was like, yes, ma'am. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> I lick your toes. I don't care. Ooh. Yep. You know that the 
You know how like you when you wear your shoes all day, and you get that black stuff in that's between your toes. She no. makes me lick that. Yeah, me. right. No, I just kidding. No, don't have I'm gonna punch you in the face. <laughs> Do it. Don't be encouraging her. Okay. Okay. What's your go-to pickup line or pickup style? I don't have one because I'm severely awkward. Whatever. Like, I've no, seen really? you very confident before. Of course, Depending you had on some, how that, much I drank some, that some, some of that liquid courage. <laughs> yes. No, but like on a, on a real level, like. Why are you I getting can't. all red right because now? Because <laughs> thinking about doing that just get, again, like I'm getting okay, like a well, nervous. Okay, well let's say like, let's say you saw somebody you were really really attracted to. Okay, okay, Sandra, if you saw Henry Cavill. Oh man. What would you so What would you say to him to get his attention? What would I say to him? Damn, I don't know. That's a good one because I mean, I'm, yeah. he's heard it all. I'm sure that man is beautiful. He's just so gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Just a simple hi. And if he, he talks back to me, hey, are you taking application, girl? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, well, that'd be weird. That's all sure it's gonna take. Just a simple <laughs> hi. I forgot that. It's gonna be a simple hi. Yeah. And if he responds. Jackpot. Right. Bam. Just instant moisture. Just, yeah. That's all I'm going to do. Like, i got a problem. Hi. Can you help me? You don't want to talk to me? Okay, bye. Yeah, so I'm I don't gonna know. take it personal. I haven't tried to pick anyone up in so long. Like, probably like three years. Okay, well, years. can you think of a cheesy pickup line? No. So, yeah, I like doing this to Sandra. I like telling her like a cheesy pickup line. I come up to her and be like, girl... You must be a parking ticket because you got fine written oh, all Jesus. over you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. No, babe. No. Yeah. What was it earlier today? I was like, she was saying something about makeup, and I was like, well, you don't have makeup, then what's on your face? She goes, so look, she goes, what? What do I have on my face? Like a whole bunch of beautiful. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, and I'm trying to think back, like, probably the most no, recent babe. person that I kind of dated was. Ron, Ron Jeremy. Jeremy. <laughs> Not literally Ron Jeremy, but that's what we call him. So he looked like a mini he Ron did, Jeremy. He looked Aww. like a very young Ron Jeremy. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I, know what you, anyway, I know what you were thinking. Shut <laughs> up. No. Bow, bow. No, I wish. Brown chicken, brown I cow. Wish. Anyway, um, like we met at a She's karaoke night. Stop it because you always, you always do this to me. Can never let me forget anything. Like, always has to bring up the embarrassing shit. Like, thank you. I didn't forget. Trust me. Um, no, but, uh, like, we met at Riley's, like, on a karaoke night. Yeah. You know? You and old RJ? (laughs) There's photo proof that we dated, so I'm just like, fuck. I was going through my Facebook and I was just like, thank God there's only one, but <laughs> that's all good. First day I met you. Really? Was it? You were with them. Where were we? Ed Rockets. <gasps> You're right. I First day I met you. That. I apologize. <laughs> I was like, okay. So she, so she was like, okay, so that's a choice. Okay. <laughs> um, but you know what? Hey, you know how he, he was like, cool though. At he first. was. Yeah. Now, I had, he was cool. I didn't think anything weird of him. I, I, me, like, I don't know what it is. Like, I just have this low tolerance for tomfoolery. What about shenanigans? Uh, those two. And, um, like, start, starting out, like, he's, he's a phenomenal 
piano player. Mm -hmm. Like, really good. And he's funny. And he was really, really nice. And I think maybe he was too nice. Which is really stupid, like, to say. But I was just like... I don't know. I just couldn't... <laughs> couldn't you're thinking yeah. the, way, the way he tickled those keys, and you're like, oh, what else can you do with them hands, boy? <laughs> <laughs> you're funny, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, what are your red flags or deal breakers? I think secrecy is a big red flag. Um, well, I would tell you mine, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, just, I mean, of course it's okay, like, especially when you're first meeting someone and you're getting to know them, like, I'm not saying spill your guts immediately, right. but I'm just saying as I'm getting to know someone and we, you know, Develop become closer report. and right. we get to know each other, um, like, I have a friend right now that is dating someone that they've been dating for, like, three months and he is just, like, super close to the vest, like, doesn't tell her anything, um, and then when she asks questions... Like, he, he makes her feel bad for asking them, and I'm just like, that's, that's a big red flag. You know? My ex? <laughs> no, 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 no. But I'm just saying, like, that kind of, I feel like if you're dating someone, you just have every right to ask questions. Right. If there's a question that they don't want to answer, I think that's fine, but you say, like, I'm just, you know, can we revisit this at another time? I'm not really, you know, wanting to right. address yeah. this right now, but, I, you know, maybe later on. Um, yeah, so that's um, any, any kind of physical altercation that is not like previously agreed upon you know like I have problems with that like okay but that's the thing okay like you know especially with this me too movement and all this people are very um apprehensive when it comes to making a move or whatever like that like what do you like okay I'm asking permission to kiss you okay I'm asking permission to put my hands right. here am I asking permission to blah 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 it just kind of ruins the Ooh. mood you know so I don't know. I, well, I, I, I think, understand. I think it ruins the mood because that's how it's been for so long. And so it's perceived that that is how you show that you care for someone. I think asking for permission is perfectly great. I think that should be the norm. I think that that, more than anything, is going to show respect for the person that you're with. Well, don't get me wrong. About. I'm all for consent. But, okay, the, let's say... But you, you know how cute it is to have a guy ask, can I please kiss you? Like, that is fucking adorable. Right, but not like, okay, can I please put a finger up your, you know what? Like, okay, I mean, that yeah. should kind of, I mean, if his hand's going down there and you don't well, want it there, move it away the and he should respect exactly. you but enough that, that's what I was to about stop. To say. That's the thing. Like, yes, but both parties, like, it's not just the man's responsibility. It is not just the man's responsibility to, to be mindful of right. what's happening. I get what people are saying, you know, ask for permission. It's better to err on the side of caution yeah. or whatever. But I'm just saying, you know, like, does it need to be agreed? Like, does every little thing need to be agreed upon? No, or can you say, so. like, okay, I'll kiss you, but that's as far as it's going to get. Yeah. You no, know I mean, I, I don't see anything wrong with that. <laughs> I and think, I could be cool right. with that. Well, that's know? what I'm saying. Like, yes, if, if initial consent for physical contact is given in the affirmative, like that's fine and things can progress organically and 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 move forward but again i think it's really important for everybody involved to be mindful of that other person and not lose your head to the point where 
you know, maybe they're uncomfortable or they're not, you know, I just, I just think it's about communication right. and, and communication includes hearing and speaking, you know, right. you have to speak and you have to listen. All right. So anyway, uh, how important is it that your significant other get along with your friends? Very, like it, you know, my relationships with people are very important to me, especially, you know, the ones that I put effort in to maintain. Like if you're in my life, it's because I want you in my life and you're important to me. And, you know, if I'm going to be in a relationship with, you know, like a, a romantic relationship with someone, then it is very, very important that, you know, I'm not saying they have to be best friends, right. you know, but it's very important that they, they get along with the people that are important to me. Right. Yeah. For sure. Well, I agree. Me too. I, I wouldn't, you know, because I've done that, the opposite of that, mm -hmm. and I would never do that again. Yeah. That's, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't fake friend anybody. Yeah. But I don't like you. <laughs> I don't like you. <laughs> you know how I am. You oh, already boy. know me, Liz. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Have you ever lost friends because of somebody you're dating? No. Like, they tell you you can't? No. I mean, I've not had, like, super serious committed relationships. I've had, like, maybe one, you know? Mm. And he never would have tried to tell me who I can and can't be around. Yeah. Um... But if I were to be in, like, a serious, committed relationship with somebody and they tried to tell me I couldn't talk to someone, I'd be like, who the fuck do you think <laughs> you are? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Unless there were... If it wasn't someone that I knew super well and there was a really good reason, I would expect that that person that I was with wouldn't make it, like, a mandate. They wouldn't be able to say, like, I don't know, I don't feel right about this person. Like, this is the kind of thing that bothers me. Like, you know... You know, it's my opinion. It's my advice. Like maybe you should distance yourself a little bit for a while. Like that's right. different. And and that's and happened I mean, in our relationship. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. only one time, and she's like, "I don't think this person's good for you." And I was like, "You know what? Yeah. You're right. I was right. I had already started yeah, distancing right. myself from that person, mm -hmm. but she was all, you know, it just so happened she called me. You know, she needed something. And then Sandra's like. Okay, you can help. You can help this person now. That's how good I know people. So I was all like, you know what? Like, I understand where you're coming from, and you're right. I'm already pulling away from this person. Yeah. Like I think it's 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 different when someone's offering advice. Yeah. And it's it's a whole different animal when they're telling you you can't. Yeah, I would never say that. But you. Watch me do it. You know, that's me. I mean, she's even f friends with some of her ex-boyfriends. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I've never told her you cannot talk yeah. to those people. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I tell them the same. That's why I like I don't get in y'all's business. Yeah. Because I respect that. That you mm -hmm. guys girlfriends. Yeah. I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. You know? For sure. Totally okay with that. But yeah. yeah. But then again, we're very mature as opposed to other people who are, you know... I'm not going to say any names, whatever, but, you know, somebody, she can't even hang out with her own family without this dude getting jealous, you know, so. But, apparently he's made better moves recently, so we'll let all that go. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. I knew. I just, I like to know that I know, that I'm in the know. Like, you know. Okay, so, I know. Let so me tell you hi. She's oh, like, hi. Hi. <laughs> How's your uh, how's your relationship with social media? 
Um, it's changed a lot in this last year. Um, <laughs> with everything that has happened. With the election, with COVID, with, um, People you know, in general. the Black Lives Matter <laughs> movement, you know, and all of that. Just, I found it in the beginning when I started being vocal really hard to rein myself in and people are ridiculous yeah but I was also being ridiculous like I, I would look back and read some of that and I was just like man I was being a fucking dickhead you know what I mean like I did not choose my words carefully I let my emotions run my mouth and that's when you can, I mean, nobody's mind has ever been changed by a Facebook argument. And that's exactly what you I was going to say. Well, is... I don't think nobody, you never know. Like, it, it could happen. But I'm just saying, like, you're not going to change somebody's mind by talking to them like you're a fucking asshole. You know, you know like. I'm seeing that a buddy of mine messaged me and he's like, <clears throat> asking asking advice. And he's like, you know, you're always so cool on social media and all you know, how do you, how do you do it? And it was like, first off, it hasn't always been that way. Mm -hmm. And secondly, it's like you said, well, as far as I'm concerned, I've never seen anybody's mind changed mm -hmm. by, you know, arguing with people on, on Facebook yeah. or social media or whatever. I've never seen it happen. Yeah. You know, whether you're a, a ordinary civilian or, mm -hmm. or celebrity or whatever, mm -hmm. never seen somebody's mind change. So the fact that you're willing to take energy and let yourself mm -hmm. get all flustered, whatever, for a stranger, mm -hmm. saying all these things, whatever, it's yeah. pointless to me. It so is. Why bother? Yeah, you're right. And then, so, once I had that realization, and it still worked, like, it is still really hard for me not to let my mouth run away with my emotions, um, but I've tried really hard to think before I speak, and I'm always editing anything that I say. How many times do you... Uh, uh, delete a post oh instead of sending it that's happened several times like i'll just be my thumbs of fury and, just, and then i'm sitting here looking at it and i'm like you know i i kind of run through my my mind like is will this is this positive in any way do i think this will be effective in any way because it doesn't matter you can have the greatest of intentions with anything you say but if the mind and ears aren't open on the other end you're talking to the wind right you know um, but I mean, I've had ever since I started just like really editing myself and making sure that like questioning my own motives and, and why am I saying this? Why am I, um, what am I trying to get across? Um, I've had some really good conversations, you know, right. but see, it takes, <clears throat> it takes two to be willing to be able Absolutely. to have that conversation. Like I said, but you're talking of, to the wind otherwise. A lot of times on social <laughs> media, people are just so like, no, you are going to see how I mm -hmm. see it and you're going to, you know, say what I want you to say mm -hmm. or whatever mm -hmm. or else. And yeah. I'm just not cool yeah. with that, whatever. Yeah. That's why I very rarely engage with anybody. Mm -hmm. Like right now you could tell me, you know. Two is two is green, and I'll be like, "Yeah, you're right." Mm -hmm. You know, just because I don't yeah. want I don't want to go through the drama of no, trying to right. argue with somebody. I just I feel like social media is so much of how it's such a big part of how we communicate, and has been for so long. Mm -hmm. And you know, it, it's given everybody a voice that everyone else can see. You know, um, so I feel like we have become entitled to. 
and I mean, not, I, don't, I don't like to use the word entitled. I feel like everybody deserves to have their own voice and deserves to be heard. But social media has just become the platform to do that. And when you're sitting behind a desk or, or at your phone and you're being a keyboard warrior, you have that, that um, you know, you're hiding behind that. So you, I think people get a false sense of confidence right. in what they're saying and they're not really examining why they're saying it. Is it going to mm -hmm. be effective? Is it, you know... You know what I mean? Like people tend yeah. to be a lot braver when they know they're not gonna get punched right. in the face. Right. <laughs> like that guy that I told on Facebook to get bent. Like, oh I call it, and I called him a twat. <laughs> like I was just like fuck you. And you were banned. I no, I gotta notice. I don't even remember what it was that he, but he really oh, he was being uh he was being transphobic. And I was just like, Get bent, you twat, like I'm not i I'm not dealing with that shit today and he reported me and I was mm. like, Okay. <laughs> you're like, see, you read a twat. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> like, is it already bent, and that's why you have a problem? Like, I don't know. <laughs> okay, so if you were to have a dinner party, mm -hmm. and you could invite anybody from any era, living or dead, who would it be? God damn. Are you talking like famous people, or I mean, anybody? Could be, you know, family members that have passed or whatever. I mean. Um, I'd like to bring my, like, really all my grandparents, um, and then, like, as far as famous people, Janis Joplin, because mm. I'm a huge Janis Joplin fan, and, like, just learning, you know, about her, and, and what her life was like, and just how incredibly sad and lonely of a person she was like it just but she was still so fucking interesting like she she was just right. a force you know I'd, I'd, I'd invite her um i don't know maybe that that's really the only one i can think <laughs> of like my grandparents and then janice joplin that'd be interesting that'd be a weird mix it would <laughs> <laughs> it would okay so what's your go-to karaoke song um, Patsy Klein probably. And then I like, uh, You and I by Lady Gaga. That's a go-to. And then, uh, yeah, um, and then like, you know, like Valerie, um, that, I got a couple, one. I've got a couple on a list that I, that I use. Do you have a favorite joke? No, but I told a really good dad joke the other day. What was it? My, uh, my boss. <clears throat> funny guy great person I think you know he's a great boss I'm really really blessed to have him but he tells the dumbest fucking dad jokes <laughs> he really does and he gets so proud of himself and so I heard one on TikTok the other day and uh, I was just like I gotta tell Matt you know um, and so I had been looking for him all day long and he was in meetings 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 and I finally saw him in the break room and I was just like hey Matt and he was like, what's up? And I said, you know that calendar on your desk? Like, I'm a little bit worried about it. And he was just like, why is it on the wrong date? And I was like, no, it's days are numbered. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't get it at yeah. first because he was just like, why is it, oh, you know, is it yeah. out of date? And I said it and he just kind of looked at me and I was like, hello. And then he finally got it. He was like, you got me. <laughs> he told me another one 
when we were on the way out from work, he said, um, uh, uh, did you know that, that the atheist organization is profitless? It's a non-profit organization. It's a non-profit organization. That's what it was. He said non-profit organization. I'm an idiot. I told it wrong. Okay, I got one for you. Why don't you ever see elephants hiding in trees? Why? Because they're so good at it. What? <laughs> I don't get it, idiot. You never I, see them hiding in trees because they're so good at that's it. That's why they're you can't see them because they hid really well. <laughs> yeah, that's you. You, you married that. <laughs> Jesus. Christ. Sorry, honey bun. Don't let me say my fish joke. <laughs> Tell your fish joke. Okay. What? No. How do uh, fish get high? How? With seaweed. With seaweed. <laughs> <laughs> it's a chronic. Seaweed. And she's saying shit about my jokes. <laughs> I get it from him. It's <laughs> funny. Okay, do it's you so know, stupid. Do you believe in ghosts or aliens? Um, That's a tough one. I think that there certainly are things in this world that we can't explain. I don't think I've had, really had a um, full-on experience with a ghost. Um, I think I've told you the story before, like, my parents had gone to visit family and out of state, and then they came back, and they had pictures of my grandpa on my mom's side, and he was, like, my best friend when I was growing up. He passed when I was, like, six or seven, and, uh, but he was my best friend when I was a kid, and uh, I saw that picture. And, you know, so much time goes by and you have, you know, in your mind's eye, your memory of that person, what they look like and what, you know, and I saw that picture and it just brought back, you know, a lot of memories. And I was thinking like, wow, you know, would he be proud of who I am as an adult, you know? <clears throat> and I just, over the next couple of days, I had been thinking about that and then one night, while I was sleeping, I had a dream, and he was in the dream, and he, you know, we talked, and, like, he hugged me, and it was like I could feel it, you know, and, um, I just, I woke up crying, and it was like I could still feel, like, the presence, and, you know, I mean, you know, the mind is very suggestible, like, it, it could have been, like, a manifestation of my subconscious, like, trying to comfort myself, or, or, you know, maybe, he came to visit me. Like, I'm open to the possibilities. Right. I, I know, know when my grandma died, she came to say goodbye to me. Yeah. Um, because I remember not being old enough to process it. Mm -hmm. But I remember seeing her and her, you know, coming to me and saying goodbye and all this stuff. And saying, mm -hmm. you know, I'll still be watching over you and all yeah. this. And I never understood until later on. And then I'm like, oh, so that's what that was. Yeah. So I wasn't even capable yeah. of coming up with, you know, my subconscious coming yeah. up with that. Because I had no idea... <clears throat> Of that concept, mm -hmm. but I do remember, I said, my grandma come yeah. to say goodbye, um, you know, because she watched us all the time, yeah. or whatever, so, Sanders had experiences yeah, with Yeah, I know, we talked about that before, and then, like, but aliens, like, I think the universe is so massive, there's no way that we can be the only ones here. Right. You know, and mm -hmm. it, it's so much more infinite than we realize, right. so there's, I just, I don't think it's possible that we're the only ones. See, yeah. I, had a, I had a thought experiment for uh, my friends one time, and mm -hmm. of course, this is when we were drinking. 
<laughs> so I was like, Best okay. Time to <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Let's say you know, because we're all comic book nerds, right? Mm -hmm. Like, are you familiar with the Silver Surfer? Yeah, Fantastic okay. Four. So if you have the Silver Surfer's powers, mm -hmm. you can you know traverse through space. You mm -hmm. never need to sleep, never need to eat, never need to mm -hmm. breathe. You can go to you know infinite places in the universe. But the catch is, you can never come back to Earth. Would you do it? I don't think so. Like, unless I had nobody left here, like, nothing, nothing tying me down, like, no strings attached, then yeah, why not? But. I mean, because even then, I mean, like, okay, well, let's say, let's say you decide, you know, okay, I'm going to take off, you know. Mm -hmm. Even if you said, even if that wasn't a catch, mm -hmm. that you couldn't come back, you know how long it takes, even going the speed of light. Oh, yeah. Time works differently. From, you know, from one side of the universe to the mm -hmm. other. By the time you got back, let's say you just went to the nearest star. Everybody By the time gone. you got back, yeah, everyone you knew yeah. would already be dead. Yeah. So it's kind of like, okay, well, if given this opportunity, because you're going to live a lot longer. Yeah. Not saying you're you're immortal or whatever, but you're going to yeah. live a lot longer. Would you, would you accept that? Would you accept that? quote unquote gift. I don't, I don't know. That's a tough question. Just to be able to. Why would you want to be the only one? Yeah. Just, just to be able to explore no. and, and see all these who, things. Who the hell are you going to tell? Who are you going to tell? Just yourself? No. That's yeah, no point. Know. No so. point in it. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, no, I'm on the I wouldn't do it either. Yeah. I have no. Okay. Well, here's no, another no. one that we had. Uh, of course, we're even drunker by then. <laughs> if you had Superman's powers, would you wear the suit? No. No, I don't think so. Well, unless I it, unless I need it for some weird reason. Then... <laughs> no, not necessarily. I'm not a big Superman fan, though. I'm more of a the Batman. The hell's wrong with you? I like Batman. Just because he's rich? No, because he's an actual <laughs> human with no, like, superpowers or anything. He's just has the money and pours the resources into <laughs> fighting crime. <laughs> Lame. I'm going to hear it from Aaron later. <laughs> okay, we're going to do... Okay, we're going to do an experiment now. Uh-oh. Okay, since you haven't heard my first podcast... I first off, anything. First off, how dare you I not know, listen to my podcast. Secondly, I'm going to... I'm going to ask you these questions. Mm -hmm. This is a delve into your psyche, into okay. your mind, right? Okay. So what I need from Can you first... Huh? Can you take a break? Take a break? Yeah, How sure. many more questions Hold do you on. have? It's almost over. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't mind keeping talking. Okay. I'm just going to take a break. What's your, uh, what's your favorite animal? I'm going to write this down. What's your favorite animal? Oh, elephant. Elephant. And give me three words to describe an elephant. Intelligent. Strong. And um, uh, emotional. All right. What's your favorite article of clothing? This could be like a hoodie, pair of pants, a dress. I don't think I have one. Pajamas, probably. Pajamas. And give me three words to describe pajamas. <clears throat> Comfortable. Relaxing. 
Sleep. <laughs> okay. Now what I need from you is your favorite body of water. It could be like an ocean, a lake, a stream, a pond. A creek. A creek? Yeah, there was a creek on my, my cousin's property in Arkansas and it was beautiful. Okay, and how would you describe the creek? Clear, cool. What? I don't know. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Water. Okay, now I'm going to paint a picture for you, okay? <clears throat> Imagine you're standing in front of your window, mm -hmm. right? You go to open up the window, and a cool spring breeze comes and blows on your face, right? <laughs> what are the first Sorry. three things that I'm you child. feel? <laughs> Sorry. Just think about something else on her I face. I was. That's what she Sorry, okay, set the scene. Again. Okay. So, Window breeze on the face, guys. Right, what do you feel? Three words. Connected. I can't think of two other words. <laughs> so just connected? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you ready for the ready for the results? Sure. Okay. Number one, your favorite animal. It describes how you see yourself. So you see yourself as an elephant. Okay. Right. And you're intelligent, strong, and emotional. Oh, I'm definitely emotional. <laughs> okay. Number two, this reveals <clears throat> how you perceive others seeing you. Uh -huh. Right. So other people see you like pajamas. You're comfortable, relaxing, and sleepy. <laughs> Which anybody, anybody who knows you knows this is totally correct. I can't. Sorry, I know we had plans, but I'm really tired. I'm gonna take a nap. She does that a lot. I do do that a lot. <laughs> okay, number three. This is my favorite. It's how you think about sex. Oh God. So you said sex is like a creek. It's clear, cool, and wet. <laughs> Is there something I you stand want? by my decisions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. This is fantastic. Okay. And number four is how you view death. So yeah. you feel death is connected. Makes sense. Yeah. And nothing else. Well, the reason I said connected is because anytime I've had an experience, <clears throat> especially if I'm like out of the city or what mm -hmm. have you, I feel, okay, here's where it comes from. I did salvia one time. Oh my god! It's <laughs> always saying, back to drugs with you. It's, no, it's <laughs> not. Salvia is legal. Anyway, oh. um, I did it. It was like in my early twenties. It was right when I first started college, and I had a truck, and I had driven out to the beach with a girlfriend of mine, and we rolled down the windows, and because it's it's like mildly hallucinogenic-ish, sort of. Like they used to use it for like spiritual journeys and shit, you know. And, uh, <clears throat> so we tripped and it was really windy that day and the, the, the wind was really like cool. And so I remember feeling the wind like whipping through the cab of the truck, but I was, um, what I saw is I was laying in the forest, like on the ground 
and there was like a waterfall and like a little pond like mm -hmm. right next to me and it was like the great spirit was communicating <laughs> with me but that's how I feel so that that feeling of the wind especially if it's a cool breeze and it hits you like for some reason that still makes me feel connected to the earth to life to whatever else is right. out there you know so that's why I say that so if you could choose how you would be remembered after you go, after you go mm -hmm. what would be one word to describe that friend friend mm -hmm. my friend well I don't know like if I if I can be remembered for something I, I, I feel like I'm a pretty fierce friend you are you know and I when feel the situation like I'm calls pretty, for it. yeah like I feel like I'm pretty loyal you know and so for the people that I really don't care what people that don't matter to me think about me <laughs> but the ones that do matter to me like if, if they remembered one thing about me I would want them to remember me as as a person who was a good friend you know and you are Thank I you. mean I know you always been to me and you know from I what try. you've shown you've been to Sandra yeah. too so um, do you have any general words of advice don't let the bastards get you down <laughs> Damn the man. Save the empire. Mm -hmm. Do you have any socials where people can keep up with you if they want to? Um, I'm just I'm Liz Hodge on Facebook. And uh, I don't remember my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I don't create any content. I just post bullshit anyway. So. <laughs> it's kind of like the way my main account is. Yeah. Just stupid inspirational <clears throat> stuff. That... I, made, I made an Instagram for Penny, my dog. And uh, I thought about I thought about doing a little bit more of that, but I haven't yet. So you could we'll just change it to uh, Penny and the Cat or something like that. Well, mm -hmm. I I named her from a Hanson song because mm -hmm. I love Hanson and you can all go fuck yourselves. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love you all, um, but I uh, I've been a fan of Hanson like since I was like in the fourth grade. They're still amazing. If you haven't heard any of their new stuff, don't they, they have grow like, up, it's like amazing. One of them has like six kids or something like that. I don't know. They have a lot of kids. Breed one um, captivity. Yeah, pretty much. And um, but there's a song by Hanson called "Penny and Me," and that's how I named that's my dog. That's how you got it. It's a cute song. Well, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, I appreciate you coming on and spending some time with us. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Awesome. <laughs> you all have a great night and uh, take care. Peace. Bye. <laughs>